Okay, the All Blacks have had another excellent result in the Rugby World Cup. 73-0 they beat Uruguay in the last of their pool games. It was another must-win to guarantee the All Blacks a quarter-final place. And while it took them a little while to get started to get some points on the board, once those floodgates opened, they opened big time and the All Blacks dominated the game. So Sky commentator and former All Black Jeff Wilson is in Leon and joins us now. Could kill to Jeff. How was that game for you? Um, I suppose like everyone watching it, the first 20 minutes were frustrating. Big time. Three disallowed tries. Yeah. And look, and, and one from Uruguay, which was outstanding as well. I mean, I think there'll be an element of frustration uh, from the All Blacks, the fact that there was plenty of opportunity. They just weren't accurate and clinical enough to get across the line. And then they didn't have a couple of things go their way. And I think they'll ask some questions about some technical things that were picked up in regards to a couple of those tries. But overall, when you score, what, 70-odd points in 60 minutes, because yeah. that's what they've gone on and done, you know, they'll be really happy that they're on to the quarterfinals. They knew that this would be a different challenge to Italy. Uruguay were plucky. They mm. really were. You know, you've got to respect that and respect their effort. And so this was a different all-black combination, um, but clearly the big talking point, and we're going to be talking about it for the next 24 to 48 hours, is the health of Tyrell Lomax and where Fletcher Newell is in regards to him coming off the field as well. Because injuries are one of the things that teams are facing. We know South Africa have lost Malcolm Marks. They've lost a couple of other players as well. So probably the only one thing, you know, the All Blacks were probably hoping to come through this game unscathed. It doesn't appear as though that's happened and they'll be frustrated and disappointed with that. Yeah, so what happens now? Do we kind of monitor how they're doing before we maybe call in some reinforcements from over here? Yeah, I, I think that the, the lucky thing they do have is with Offutuanga Fassi and Mighty Williams, both have got tight head prop experience. And remembering that um, Nepo Lalala didn't play this game and has played uh, earlier on in the tournament and been playing quite well. So they've got some insurance there. The one about Fletcher Newell and talking to Ian Foster after the game, he was quick to say, look, that was almost as much as a precaution okay. as anything else to get him off. And and Offer was able to go back on and, and, and in the game wasn't so much of an issue. So they have got some cover here. Um, what they do have is they've got um, the likes of a Joe Moody um, back in New Zealand if they're in a position where they did rule Tyrell Lomax out. So probably the next 24 to 48 hours the seriousness of it mm. and whether or not they're in a position to call in a replacement because you would have to rule them out for the rest of the tournament and whether they're prepared to do that right now, I'm not too sure. Do you think that slow start might have been down to some of the team changes that we had? Obviously, no Aaron Smith this time, no Artie Sevilla. Is that what could have explained that slow start? No, no. The funny thing is I'm not sure it was a slow start, more or just a, a, an execution when the opportunities presented themselves. And I think, okay. you know, they actually... They actually had them under pressure. It was literally just getting the ball down over the line, like you know, the last two or three meters. And once they started to get that, and they started to get that accuracy, and you could sort of tell, you know, they got to play with some more confidence. And, and you know, any new combination uh, coming together, particularly on the weight of expectation of last week, when you've played mm. so well, it's 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 really hard to back it up again just six days later, when the number one side, or you would say that was the number one side, Fit Nevada was sort of playing together and had played together. So all, all the pieces, you know, ultimately ended up doing what they needed to do and and, and they did the things um, they needed to, particularly some returning players. A big night for Seton mm. Kane, 80 minutes. Yeah. Really happy for the captain and looked good. And look, he was as strong in the 80th minute as he was in the first. So he'll be really pleased with his shift. And I know when you talked to Imo before the game, you were particularly interested in how Will Jordan and Damian McKenzie were going to go. I mean, we've got a bunch of tries between them. I mean, Ian Foster would be a happy man with those two. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Damian McKenzie's an absolute threat every time he's on, on the pitch. Um, you know, there's a randomness to the way that he plays, but his connection mm. with um, Will Jordan in particular 
you know, I thought there's some really good distribution. Um, you know, the roles that they were playing, they were getting their hands on the ball. Will Jordan looked dangerous every time he carried. But but Damien is just, he's a different type of threat. There are not many players around the world who play the game like he does. And, you know, there's an electricity to his game, which I think inspires the players around him. And I think he's well and truly deserved his spot in the last couple of weeks. But next week, his impact may be off the bench and it could be to turn a game, it could be to finish a game. He's got the versatility to do that and the experience and I think he's got that real toughness about it. Does the mood in camp change now that we're at the, the business end of the tournament? So the hardest thing about when you get to this part is is not allowing the pressure of the moment to disrupt you from, from doing the preparation you need to do. I, I think the All Blacks have worked really hard on this. Now, you know, I'll talk about this during the next sort of seven, ten days as we build up towards these playoff games, but I think it's taken a long time for this All Black team to find out what its best team might look like. Probably two years, and and it probably goes back all the way to COVID when they had forty five players on tour, and you know they were rotating through guys, and you know the you know the other thing they've been through is a complete not a complete change, but a change of coaching staff, so mm-hmm. a a change of selection philosophy and the way that they've played, and we've seen improvements, and so you know what this group has done has really grown in the last twelve to fifteen months, and so from what they've been through, I think. I think they're prepared now for what the next week is going to bring. Um, but what they have to wait on is who they're going to play. Yes. And, and so now they'll do their recovery. They'll look at this game about where they could have done better. Um, and then they'll wait to see whether it's Ireland, whether it's South Africa, whether it's Scotland. And in terms of if we can compare Ireland to France, that was the last tough team that we had to play. How do those two teams compare? Can we take anything from our France performance and know that we have to lift our game the same level for Ireland? What we can take a lot out of the, the French game was that it was their number one combination and we were right there. Ultimately, we lost the last 20 minutes of the game. Gotcha. And that's when you win and lose big test matches. And that's when knockout games and rugby World Cups are often won. The thing that the All Blacks have in their favour is they've been to a lot of quarterfinals. A lot of these guys have been there and done that before. And they've tasted success against Ireland. Um, they've tasted success against South Africa in knockout games. And so they've got that experience to draw on. There are other players who are new to this and it's a matter of how they prepare and the support they'll get around them. And this is what international sport is 100% all about. Mm. This is what World Cups are all about. Mm. Um, I think they'll be excited by whatever challenge they face and they'll have to be at their best to get over that. But you get the sense that they know what it's going to take and they've certainly got it in their bag of tricks. They're in a better place than they were last year mm. in preparation for this. And so that's why I give them every chance in a quarterfinal. So it's there. And this group have got it, but it won't be easy. Excellent stuff. Okay, now we're going to switch quickly, Jeff, to Jeff Wilson's food tour of France. Now, in all likelihood, you're probably going to be back in Paris. So does that look like you, JK, Champs-Élysées and a bottle of Merlot? What does the food look like when you're in Paris? Well, I tell you what's going to happen is we've just put a, uh, a lunch on the Japan-Argentina game. And I'm going to be in trouble with Jamie Joseph and with Tony Brown because I think Argentina are going to win. He's taken Japan. So I'm really hoping it's me that wins this bet because I'll be taking it to one of the finest restaurants I can find oh. in Paris. And it'll be all there, yeah. on Sir John Kerwin. But I'm thinking maybe a, there'll be a, there will be a glass of red. But I am on tour and my um, pastry reviews, they will continue. And there'll be Good. another one next week. 
I can't wait. Excellent. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Wilson. Now a reminder, you can catch all of the Rugby World Cup games live on Sky Sport 1 or stream on Sky Sport Now, and stuff will be streaming a wealth of other coverage on its World Cup hub. That's all from Musable's bonus episode. I'm Jess McCarthy, and we will catch you on Monday. This pod took time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz slash support. Kia ora, I'm Adam Blair. I played the great game of rugby league for the Storm, Tigers, Broncos and the Mighty Warriors. And I'm Goran Paladin, sports presenter and rugby league fanatic. I won a World Cup too. I played 51 tests for New Zealand. Yeah, he's a national treasure, people. Come on. Blairy and I, we're joining forces for a brand new rugby league podcast called League of Our Own. Each week we talk Kiwis across the NRL and of course everything was. All the big names, the big stories. And some of my own stories too. Well, if we can make them fit. We'll make time. Okay. League of Our Own with Blairy and Goran. Debut ep dropping on Wednesday afternoon and every Wednesday after that. You can listen through stuff.co.nz or wherever you get your podcast. Proudly brought to you by Snap Rentals. Mate, your your stories are way too long, eh? Nah, we've got to take them on a journey. <laughs> oh, the journey. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs>